Welcome back to the Over the Border Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Let me be the first to wish all of our listeners a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Welcome back to another episode. It's Christmas week, which means it's the start of the world, juniors, which means I'm fired up. Kyle, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling phenomenal. You know, as you mentioned, it's uh, the holidays. It means world juniors. It means, you know, Christmas with the family and lots of drinks. Cannot complain. Plus, we're coming off a 3-0 sweep of the lock of the weeks. Let's give a little round of applause before we get into this, boys. Just a huge way to end off last week's episode. I think Ryan said that we were going to go for a sweep, and lo and behold, a nice sweep. Unfortunately, there are lots of cancellations because of COVID, but we're going to put us past that and just focus on the World Juniors. Ryan, how are you feeling? Well, Kyle, you said I can't complain. Unfortunately, I will. I haven't seen any United because of COVID. And you know, sad times. My favorite player, Justin knows, Anthony Martial. Rumored to leave United. Oh, I'd be so heartbroken. But you know, it's the holidays. World Junior's coming up. It's a good time. Cannot complain anymore. I'm sure you will. But anyways, let's get into the recap of picks from last week's episode. I went 5-4. and four. I'm now hitting at a 52% overall. Ryan went 3-2. and two. He's hitting at a 54% overall. Well done, Ryan. And Justin went 5-5, five and 51.4% five, overall. That gave us a record of 13-11 and 11 last week. Great week overall. We are now hitting at a 52.3% as a podcast. And as I will tell you every episode, that's going to keep going up if you tail our picks. Yes, that will. So we are trying to stay hot this week. Unfortunately, we're going to skip the coast-to-coast recap because, as Kyle mentioned, a lot of COVID cancellations. So not much to talk about, to be honest with you. But let's get in to some World Junior talk. It's that time of year. Bob McKenzie, James Duthie, Ray Ferraro, Gordon Miller on TSN. It's going to be a good week or two. You know, when that World Junior theme song hits, it hits different. I know that's a very cringe thing to say, but it does hit different. And it just gets you in that mindset that it's the holidays, nothing to worry about. Just sit on the couch, get hammered, and watch the World Juniors. Before we get into me, you have a hot chocolate and coffee responsible. That's true. You can also do that. Let's get into a little bit of World Junior news. So, Team Canada named... I'm not going to enjoy this part. Caden Goulet, captain of Team Canada. He is a prospect of the Montreal Canadiens. Yep. The U.S. named Jake Sanderson, the captain. Justin? Yeah. Go, Sens, go. Okay, okay, we get it. So we're nearing very close to the start of the tournament. Obviously starts on Boxing Day. Canada's first opponent is the Czech Republic. Not a super... Normally they have a bit of an easier game to ease them into the tournament, but I still think... Canada is going to roll through the checks, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, just another note on Team Canada, Connor Bedard, the 16-year-old, right now is listed as the 13th forward, which honestly isn't overly surprising considering he is 16, and typically they're pretty um, laid back with the 16-year-olds. They usually have them not playing too many minutes, even when McDavid was there, but it'll be interesting to see if he does uh, end up getting more minutes and makes an impact on the team. Last note uh, on the tournament itself, Due to COVID, of course, um, Alberta has limited capacity to 50% for fans, which does suck a little bit, but I mean, it's still going to be nice to have fans there compared to last year. And regardless, we're all looking very forward to watching this tournament, and we're going to have lots of coverage on the pod for it. 
I might actually try to go to a couple of the games, even though it's in Edmonton. Quick drive, try to get a cheeky seed for Canada. Of course, I'll be betting on Canada that game. Absolutely hammer the Canadians. That would be unreal. Speaking of throwing the hammer down, we are going to be tracking all of our World Junior Bets um, in a World Junior Bet segment. So, uh, Kyle, do you want to kick things off and uh, tell us what kind of action you're looking at to start off the tournament? All right, so let's get started with my first pick on Boxing Day. We're going to be rolling with Sweden Moneyline minus 105 against Russia. No matter what happens in this game, it's going to be a sick game to kick off the tournament. Two teams that have a great chance at meddling. I've talked about Sweden in past episodes. I think they have a great roster. They perform exceptionally well in the round-robin games. And Russia doesn't have as strong of a roster as most are expecting. I think uh, this game out of Pickham is not priced very well, so I will gladly take Sweden money line. As I mentioned, I also have a plus 700 on Sweden to win uh, the tournament, just as a little sprinkle. So I just wanted to remind you guys of that. My next play, U.S. minus 3.5 against Slovakia. This U.S. team is going to be good. I don't think nearly as good as last year's team that won the gold. But either way, I think they're just going to roll through Slovakia in this opening game. This spread will be easy to cover. So USA minus 3.5. My next play, I really love this play. Czech Republic minus 1.5 against Germany. The Germans have a very weak team this year. Last year, they were carried by the Ottawa Senators' own Tim Stutzler. Jimmy. And Peter, what's his name there, Just? J.J. Paterka. I don't know why I said Peter, but anyways, Buffalo they, were carried, they were carried by those two heavily. They put up almost all their goals. It was clear that they were the only bright spot on the team. They've aged out. They're not going to have them on the team this year. This German team is going to be very weak. The Czechs aren't going to have an overly strong offensive team, but I think compared to the German team, they're just going to be a lot better, and minus 1.5 should be an easy cover. Now I've got two prop bets, or actually three prop bets for the tournament that are more... Fun bets that you can sprinkle on. Uh, first one, we're going with Shane Wright. Top point scorer on the tournament at plus 1,000. Obviously, everyone's heard the hype about Shane Wright. I think Ryan talks about him every now and then on the podcast. But I love Shane Wright in this tournament. I think he's going to break out. Playing on Canada's top line, he's going to put up points, and I love that value. My next player, we're going with Matt V. Michkov of the Russian team. He's a 17-year-old, just turned 17. One of the youngest players in the tournament. This kid is exceptional. You look at his numbers in the MHL, even when he played in the KHL, he has like five points in 13 games. He's going to make an impact even as a 16-year-old. And I just want to see what happens. Obviously, these are just little sprinkle plays, but I love these plays. One final play. This is a little bit of a weird play. I love that Cool Bet's offering this. Askarov, the Russian goaltender, an under 93% save percentage. Now, obviously, Askarov has a lot of hype. People have said that he's going to be a great goalie. However, last World Juniors, he was not very good. Gave up a lot of goals. He had a save percentage of 87%, I want to say. And the thing is, the Russian team doesn't play defense. Even if you have a great goalie, they give up goals. They're all offense first. So I'm going to go ride with Askarov under 93% save percentage. All right. I have a ton of plays. I'm throwing shit at the wall and hoping that something sticks. As mentioned a few weeks ago when the lines first dropped, I have Canada to win the gold at plus 190. Obviously, ride or die with the Maple Leaf. Uh, so hopefully that can cash. Um, I also have Finland to medal at plus 110. So I think that Finland has some returning players. Robbie Yerventi, you ever heard of him? Sends prospect, second rounder. How are you? 
Um, and then this kid, Brad Lambert, who I remember watching last year, thinking that this kid's a stud. So I'm excited to see uh, if Finland can medal. They're always in the mix, and to get them at plus odds seemed like a slam dunk to me. Um, I also feel the same way about Germany that Kyle does. He kind of talked me into this earlier today. So I've got Germany to get relegated at plus 3,500. They, out of the four teams that Coolbet offered, they had the biggest plus odds, and the line didn't really make any sense because, as Kyle mentioned, they lost the two guys that kind of carried their roster. But who knows? Maybe German hockey has turned a corner, and I'll look like a fool. But as 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 Kyle mentioned, these are just kind of sprinkle plays, these futures, so we'll have to wait and see. I then have Canada minus 3.5 at minus 130 versus the Czech Republic. I think they're going to come out and fill the net. How could you not love Canada? Um, they're playing in Edmonton, as Kyle mentioned. So, or as Ryan mentioned, not Kyle, as Ryan mentioned. So, they're going to be in front of a home crowd, even if it's fifty percent capacity. The Canadian fans are going to show out. They're going to be loud, and I think the Can- the Canadians shit pump the checks, giving them minus three and a half. I then have the top point scorer um, <clears throat> in the tournament to be Cole Perfetti. I got that at plus eight hundred. The guy just fills the net. I mean, in his uh, draft year with the Saginaw Spirit, he had 111 points, 37 goals, 74 assists. So, I mean, he's going to be playing on Canada's top line. I don't see how he doesn't fill the net and get a whole bunch of apples. I also have Jake Sanderson to win the MVP, plus 900. This is kind of a Team Canada hedge because I think – if I were a betting man, some may say I am, I'd, I'd put my money on Canada or the U.S. to win the tournament. And if Canada's not going to win, I think it's going to be the States. And I'm hoping that Jake Sanderson will look as elite as he's looked in the NCAA, carry his team, maybe win the MVP. I kind of hope that one doesn't happen, but it's a bit of a hedge for myself, for myself rooting for a sense prospect on the United States team. I also have Askarov tourney save percentage under 93%. Hopefully he can hold on to a stick this year. That's all I'm going to say. I agree with everything else Kyle said. And then as a little bit of a flyer, a little bit of a homer pick, I've got Robbie Yerventi plus 3,000 to be the top goal scorer in the tournament. Super far-fetched. Let's ride. Wow, I really love that Robbie Yerventi <laughs> pick. I mean, last year he had no points and was minus two, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was the top goal scorer this year. It Filling makes, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect fill sense. Filling it. Thanks to the betting man. Now I'll hop into my picks. As Kyle has, Sweden money line versus Russia. The pod thinks Russia's overhyped. All guys from the KHL coming over. Let me take let me tell you. Going to play in Edmonton, it's tough. It's terrible. All you see is garbage and nothing. Give me Sweden. And also, let me just state, Sweden and the round robin are goaded. Next, a bit of a homer pick. Canada win gold. I didn't get it at Justin where he got at plus 190. I got at plus 150. But still, Canada out of home soil. Give me the Canadians. And then my second future is U.S. to win Group B at plus 150. As I've said, I think the Russians are overhyped, so it's either them or Sweden. But to be fair, I think the U.S. can be carried and ultimately win Group B. And then top point scorer for Canada. Canadian prospect. I'm calling it right now. Shane Wright. Plus 500. I don't even have to go on about Shane Wright. I've talked about it almost every episode. 
he's the future goat. Future and then, like, senator. Okay, simmer down. The Suns are making the playoffs. Yeah, the Suns are making the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking. Shane Wright is officially in the Canadians' talk. The Suns are out of it. They're too good. I can't believe it. I can't believe that's coming out of my mouth. Yeah, but they're too good. That. I'll take that. But now my last future, a bit of a Justin throw out the wall. Hope it sticks. Slovakia to be relegated plus one thousand. I want to see my boys from Austria stay in. They're minus six hundred. Great value. Not. The Austrians have won me money. They'll stay up. Sorry, Justin. Germany's staying up. Slovakia's going down. Sprinkle some money on it. Wow. Shocker. Ryan likes Germany and Austria. His ties to the H-man. Um, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Let's get into some pro hockey news. Um, so we're not going to go too in-depth into the NHL because there's not nothing going on. But uh, unfortunately, the Olympics have been officially canceled for NHL players. It's not really surprising. Omnicron's kind of taking its toll on the league and really the world. So the NHL players are no longer going, which honestly, if we can get a full NHL season in, I think that's better for the league than going to the Olympics. But as a Canadian hockey fan, I'm sad that I'm not going to be able to see them playing in the Olympics, but it is what it is. Um, Next, Paul Maurice steps down as head coach, says he realized the team needed a new voice. This one kind of caught me off guard, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Jets. Maybe uh, a new voice in the locker room will allow them to take off and uh, start winning some more hockey games. And then finally, the NHL season is on pause, as I briefly mentioned, from the 22nd to the 27th. They were going to use the Olympic break to make up games. So as I mentioned, they've got extra time. So hopefully we'll be able to get a full NHL season in. And yeah, hopefully it all works out. For the best. Can I just can I just say I would love for Paul Maurice to come to Montreal. Dominic Ducharme, garbage. We need a new voice. I was Paul shocked. Problem is Maurice probably doesn't speak French, does he? No, no, no. You know what? It's only the general manager who needs to be bilingual. I don't know. I think they'd probably want a French coach too, the way it is over in Quebec. But the Paul Maurice firing also caught me off guard. There was kind of two streams of thought. Some people, I mean, most people online were calling him like almost a hero because he realized like it was time to step down. I kind of saw it as a, in a bit of a different way, like kind of thinking that he gave up on his team. You know, he's coached them for nine years. They weren't really that bad. I mean, I think they were like 13 and 10 or something. Yeah, I think they're around and to me, it kind of seemed like he just quit on the team. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I, if I personally, like I probably would have tried to finish the season, you know, a coach of nine years with the same team, you clearly have the trust of the owners and the GM. And as like like you guys said, they're over five hundred. You're not having that bad of a year, and it's still early in the season. You can turn it around. Exactly. Yeah. Like if he stepped down in the off season, I think that would make a lot more sense. But like mid season, I mean, I understand. I think COVID definitely played a factor on it. He said he wasn't enjoying it, but I just kind of feel like quitting on your team in the middle of the season isn't isn't the best look. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I mean, it was a super odd move. I could see both sides of the coin. I, I, it really put my brain in a pretzel, to be honest with you. It, it, I saw it when I woke up one day and saw it on my phone, and I was, I, I was shocked. But it is what it is. Let's go now south of the border and let's get into some football talk. 
right, so there's not a whole lot of NFL news, but just for discussion, let's talk a little bit about that Bucks Saints game. Um, it was a primetime game on Sunday, an absolutely horrific game. Honestly, the worst Sunday night football game I could remember watching. Um, the Saints win nine nothing. Yeah, fucking divisional unders over there. The Saints win nine nothing against the goat Tom Brady. Um, I mean, in that game, the Bucks did lose Godwin, Fournette, and Evans, but still nine nothing. <laughs> respectfully, nine nothing. I mean, I don't. When was the last time Tom put up zero points? Tom Tom clearly struggles against Sean Payne. Sean Payne has his number. Yeah. And you, you know what? It doesn't surprise me that, oh, three bucks get injured against Sean Payne. Hmm. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. What, you think they're paying uh, Hitman out there or what? Hey, I, I'm not saying that. I'm, you're putting words in my mouth now. An interesting point, but there's no doubt the Saints own the box and Sean Payton does own Brady. Um, one silver lining for the Bucks is that they just signed Le'Veon Bell, which is interesting. You know, obviously Bell used to be a superstar. He's kind of bounced around a few teams this year, hasn't done anything at all. Um, he even said that he was like very close to retiring, but now gets a shot with KC, or sorry, with the Bucks. So we'll see how that turns out. Wasn't Next he, thing wasn't I want to going to box uh, Jake Yeah, Palmer? the other day he said he wanted to box like literally a week ago. And then I guess he got money from the box, so he's going there. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he actually does anything. So that's something to monitor. The next thing I want to talk about, the Lions beat the Cardinals, but they didn't just beat the Cardinals. They smoked the Cardinals. What do you guys have to say about that? The one thing that I have to say, and I sent this video to Kyle today, I saw a clip of Dan Campbell in the Lions locker room after the game. Chills. That amped me up so much. He was like, welcome to Detroit. We did everything we had to do. We're turning a corner. It was just, it was electric. And I got to be honest, I'm happy for Lions fans. Well-deserved win. That fire. Oh, they, they, they've been suffering all year. You know what? After a miracle win against the Vikings. Thank, thank you very much. And then, uh, oh, unfortunately, I, I lost my teaser, but still. The Lions being the Cardinals, that is huge for the locker room. And he's a player's coach. The players will get behind him. It makes I mean, me it makes me think that uh, you know, I think Dan Campbell is the guy for Detroit. He seems to embody the city, you know, kind of hard nosed people, hard working people, and I think that uh that that's what the franchise needs and he's clearly got them trending in the right direction. So I think he's a great motivator, but as a coach, his decision-making is questionable at best. But there's no doubt, as a co- uh, as a motivator, he gets the guys going. People want to run through a brick wall for him. But It's provocative. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's gets not. It gets Go. going. But yeah, that win was something else. I mean, the team with the worst record in the league beating the be- uh, best record in the league. That's just crazy. Um, moving on, just a few other notes to make. Obviously... COVID is ravaging the NFL as well. We saw a ton of uh, postponements last week. This week, the Chiefs have caught Omicron. Right now, they have Kelsey, Hill, Butker, and a bunch of others on the COVID list. They're going to be very banged up come Sunday if these guys aren't able to get negative tests um, and among other teams battling COVID. So it'll be interesting to see if we see more postponements. Obviously, we very much hope not. But it's going to be interesting from a betting perspective and especially from a fantasy perspective, I know in our league, this will be the first week of playoffs. 
So we'll have to see how things shake out. I can't believe I missed out by three freaking points. I'm in the three seed, by the way. Yeah, in my in one of my other leagues, I uh, I have Hill. So yeah, but we don't care about your other leagues, right? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I'm also a three seed, <laughs> uh, along with Kyle, except uh, in the consolation bracket. Let's go. Yeah, d- yeah. You know what, Justin? I'll see you in the consolation final. Done. We'll have to put some money on it. Good luck, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit of gambling talk after the Saints. Nine nothing shellacking of the Bucks, dare I say? Um, Rogers is now the favorite to win the MVP over Tom Brady. I think last week I looked; Tom Brady was like minus one sixty to win the MVP. The line has now shifted on the book that we all use, CoolBet, from plus or is now plus one fifty for Aaron Rodgers and plus one eighty for Tom Brady. Before we move on, I forgot one very important note to make. I can't believe I haven't brought this up already. Yeah, can this we was... talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the division and the Tennessee Titans who are absolute frauds? Terrible team. I've been telling you this all year, and all of a sudden, the Indianapolis Colts are the hottest team in the NFL and have a legitimate chance to win the division. Yes, it's a long shot, but I'd like to talk about that for a minute. Well, you know, as everyone's aware by now, I am clearly a Tennessee fan, and I just clearly, I'm not buying into this. Colts, it's almost mathematically impossible. Hmm. So, I would like, you know, the the Colts lose one game, it's out the door. You know what, that's even besides the point. Yeah, they can lose. I mean, we just saw the Lions beat the Cardinals. They could easily go 0-3. The point being, back in who knows when, when the Colts... We're not even sniffing the playoffs. I told you to take the Colts to win the division, and the value in that right now is huge. And I need to make that clear. The Titans suck. Well, you know, the Colts win last week, although I was ter- I, I hated seeing it. It was great Lock for the podcast. Lock of the week. Speaking of that, why don't we get into our picks? And, of course, moving into... Everyone's worst segment, Stock Guy Just. <coughs> He's still positive. We got to give it to him. Let's get into it. All right. So I, there's not a lot of divisional matchups this week, so we're kind of dialing it back a bit. Smaller size, but I've got the Ravens and the Bengals under 44.5. Bills, Pats under 43.5. Eagles, Giants under 40.5. Bucks, Panthers under 44. And then the Cowboys and the football team, I will be taking the under. However, I couldn't find a line for that. So that's TBD. But it's going to suck having another Sunday night football game, betting an under, especially when it's my own team. But it's a system play, so we got to do what you got to do. I'm also going to take the Giants plus 10.5 against the Eagles. I don't love it. Fuck you. I don't love it, but that's a lot of points in a divisional game. Sirianni tested positive for COVID, so he is questionable. He's currently in protocols. So I'm going to take the Giants plus the points. Yeah, it's not like the Eagles just absolutely shined in a divisional match. But didn't the Eagles just just lose to the Giants not too long ago? You know what, Ryan? Did you watch the game last night? 
The Eagles absolutely took it to the Washington football team. I'll give you they that. The they did play well. Rush offenses in the league. Their defense is clicking on all cylinders. We're going to thump the Giants. I don't care what you say. So, I've got a counterpoint to what you just said. Because if I took the football team plus 10.5, they would have covered the spread. They're not playing the football team this uh, week. They're I'm playing just saying, the Giants. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Plus 10.5 is a lot of points. I'm just saying. The football team was a 6-7 and seven team. We're playing a four-win Giants team. I'm just saying. My I'm final saying. pick is Dolphins Saints over. We're taking an over. Over 38 and a half. Wait, what? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. So the line just didn't make any sense to me. 38 and a half is such a low total. The Dolphins are hot. The Saints kind of suck. Let's see what happens. Let's ride. All right, let's get into my picks now. I've got five picks this week. First pick, we're rolling with Bill's money line. Plus 115 against the Pats. Yep, I'm back here fading Belichick once again. I know I'm probably an idiot, but I really see the value in the Bills. I think they're finding their stride. I don't think the Pats are as good as they've uh, kind of been put out by the media to be. And uh, I'll take the value in the money line here. My next play, Pitt KC under 45 and a half. I mentioned all of the guys on the COVID list for the Chiefs. I've talked about Big Fat Ben. They don't have an offense. The Chiefs' defense has been clicking. I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game, even for a Chiefs game. My next play, Falcons minus six versus the Lions. I know we just gassed up the Lions. This is a perfect letdown spot. They just come off what will be their biggest win of the season by far, probably their biggest win in years. The Falcons aren't a good team. I'll be quite frank. They aren't a good team, but they beat bad teams. The Lions are a bad team. The Falcons are going to kill them. I love this bet. Falcons minus six. My next play, Bears-Seahawks under 42 and a half. Watching a Bears game makes me want to throw up. Yuck. You just bet the under every time they play. They can't move the ball. Their defense is decent, but they cannot move the ball. They're playing the Seahawks, who don't have a good defense. But again, the Bears just can't move the ball, so I don't have any worries about that. And then Russell Wilson, I mean, he hasn't been doing anything lately. I love this under. Bears Seahawks under 42 and a half. My can last I, play. Can I jump in here for a second? Go ahead. I might have to tell you on that. Because I'm in the lab. I'm looking at the statistics. That guy just. Statistics fam. Bears unders are nine and five. Seahawks unders are 10, three and one. So basically, this is going to be the under of the century. And if stack guy just doesn't have this on his card, then he's an absolute fraud. Give it to me. But it's not a division. Give it to me. Give it to me. I'm putting it on the official card. Seahawks, wow. Bears, under. Let's ride. Earth. Love wow. it. Let's fucking ride. My last play of the week, Monday night game. We're rolling with the Dolphins plus three against the Saints. We're riding with two and on. Dolphins have been red hot. Even though the Saints are coming off a big win against the Bucks, I just don't think they're a very good team at all with Taysom Hill as quarterback. I'll take Dolphins on the points. I could see this game like being very close and low scoring. So I'll take Dolphins plus three. I'm going to keep it short this week with only three plays. And of course, the first play is everyone's favorite, the teaser. Pretty sure last week's teasers went one and one. I can't believe the like it was just devastating that the Cardinals lost to the Lions. But this week, 
cards. Colts over 43. I see both teams getting over 20 here. Give me that tease. And then with all the injuries, I know Kyle stated, Tom will bounce back. Bucks minus four. Bell and Ronald Jones together, you know, it might work out something, but Jones isn't a, run, a bad running back. He can still help. And if Gronk is there, Tom and Gronk can win any game. Give me Bucks minus four in that teaser. And then I got Kittle, anytime touchdown at plus 130. And then to close it off, Rams minus two and a half against the Vikings. It's just the ultimate fade. All right. Well, Kyle, you're the only one that bets anything else other than Ryan and his over the pond. Across the pond. Shit. So take it away. What else do you have? All right. Well, I would like to have some NBA for us, but I'm going to stay away this week. The NBA is just too volatile right now with COVID. Um, I mean, guys are getting ruled out of games left, right, and center. It's just too difficult to bet the games uh, days in advance, even though I have been red hot in the NBA on this pod. I just want to make that clear. Red hot. But we're going to stay away this week and hopefully come back with some picks for you next week. Now moving on to college football. We're still in bowl season, as I said. Last week, I gave out Louisville minus one and a half. The game didn't happen because it's on December 28th. I sonked myself very hard. So once again, Louisville minus 1.5. Next play, Florida minus 6.5 against UCF. Florida came into the season with a ton of hype. They did not live up to the hype whatsoever. However, UCF is having quite a down year, and I think Florida looks to... You know, show their powers a little bit and uh, will easily cover the six and a half spread. My final play of bowl, or not of bowl season, but of this week's college football slate is Houston Moneyline against Auburn. Auburn was obviously a ranked team. They had a pretty good season. Houston is pretty underrated. I think Auburn's sitting a lot of their starters, and I think, um, you know, the public's all over Auburn. I love Houston Moneyline here at Plus Money. Can I just La- add that I will actually be adding college picks? to the over the border on Twitter in the next day or two. I just completely ran out of time and forgot that there's amazing bowl games. So I will be tweeting them out at the over the border on Twitter. Make sure you give us a follow on there. We do post picks and other content. So keep an eye out for picks on there. My last play of this little segment, we're riding with a college basketball pick. St. John's minus six against Butler. St. John's is a wagon of a team. Butler's on a down year. I think the spread um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think people are going to see Butler at plus points and hammer them. So we're going to ride with St. John's minus six. Okay, and before we get into our final two segments, the listener segment, which debuted last week, we've got a recap. Kyle, take it away. All right, well, we brought in this new segment last week. I personally love it. Listener pick segment last week. We had Ryan. He rode with the Vikings against the Bears. They covered. Ryan is 1-0. Another note about Ryan. He's a loyal listener. We are monitoring his road to $10,000. Wow. To start off, he bet $100 on the Vikings. They covered. He's now going to take those winnings and put them into his pick this week until he can hopefully roll it over to get to $10,000. That's quite a task, but we're rooting for him. And we will be doing a little bit of coverage on social media for it. So keep an eye out for that. Shout out to but Ryan. Before I say his pick, shout out to Ryan. Before I say his pick, our other listener, Ben, he rode with Rams minus seven. They had a good cover against the Seahawks. 
So he gets a win too. The listener pick segment, 2-0. You love to see a that. Sweep. A Good sweep. Good work. Yeah, you love to see that. I mean, a sweep of the, the lock floors of the week are clean. and listener picks. Very clean. Their picks this week. Ryan is rolling with the 49ers minus three and a half. Thursday night football against those shitbag Titans. We're going to know very quickly, tomorrow in fact, if this 10K rollover challenge has any legs to it. So if you're listening, remember, cheer for the Niners. Cheer for this ten road to 10K. Last listener seg- pick segment, Ben is going with the Packers minus 7.5 against the Browns. Good luck to you both. We hope you guys keep winning. But if you don't, you need to know that you're off the listener pick segment. Dun, and we dun, have dun. people in the waiting room. If you lose, you're out. The people in the waiting room get subbed in. We hear their picks. Good luck. All right. Now let's get into the $100 bankroll challenge. To recap, last week, I went 1-2, and two, lost $5.83. That brings me to a total of $104.58. Still in the green, but we've been hovering around there for the last few weeks, so kind of disappointing. Kyle went 0-1, minus $10, so that leaves him with $86.97. And then, Ryan, $102.77 is his remaining bankroll after going 3-0, plus $25.51, alive from the depths. If you could see me right now, I'm Millie rocking. Just on my haters right now. As I've been saying, I like a good comeback story. I'm not going to say anything else, you know. I want the rest of the boys to do well. Kyle, it's time for you to step up. Oh, a call out. I like it. You know what? I'm going to answer the bell. That's fine. I'll be the bigger person and I won't bring up the fact that Ryan's lock of the weeks are only 4 4 and 1. I would do that, but I'm a bigger person, so I'm not going to. All right. Well, let's jump, across the pond. let's jump into my picks for the bankroll challenge. I know Kyle said he liked the Falcons, but I'm just riding with the hot hand, baby. The Lions are heating up. King of the jungle. Lions Ooh, money two line. Wins. Two wins. Lions money line plus 202. $5. Give it to me. I'm also going with Kittle. Anytime TD for $10 at plus 130. He's on my fantasy team. He's the only bright spot on my team. Let's ride. And then I've got to ride with Winchester Hawks assistant coach, Ryan of the listener segment. $10 on the 49ers, minus three, minus 114. And then I've got a little bit of a bet builder. $5 on Cardinals team total over nine and a half, first half, and Cardinals minus 1.5 at plus 163. Let's get it. All right, well, I've officially been called out by Ryan, so this means I need to step it the fuck up. Four plays coming at you. Louisville, minus one and a half. Yeah, I fucked up. I thought the game was last week. It's this week. Doesn't matter. $5 on that. Also going with Kittle, over 70 receiving yards at minus 115 for $5. Kittle has been a beast recently. I think he covers this number easily. Let's ride. My favorite play of the week Check minus 1.5 against Germany at plus 120. We're going with $10 on that. As I said, I think the checks are just going to roll the Germans. And then $5 on Sweden, money line minus 105 against Russia. Kyle, I can smell the bounce back week. That looks like a great bankroll challenge card. I'm going to keep it that, simple. Even if it's sarcastic. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm being dead serious. I actually do. I got Sweden on my own card. I think I got Kittle touchdown on my NFL card. And then the checks. I'm, you know, I'm going to tell the checks. Love that. I love but, the positivity from you. But now my bankroll, you know, it's just this is just common any better when you sweep, you know, Vegas is coming for your money. So I'm just going to keep it small this week. We're going to keep it. We're going to put a cheeky $5 on the teaser we had cards over 43 and bucks minus four, minus 110. And then my $10 second play is my lock of the week. So you will have to wait for that. Speaking of which, let's get into everybody's favorite segment, segment, the lock of the week. And we've already talked about it a bunch this show. But the boys with a huge sweep, Kyle and I on the Colts, cash, Ryan across the pond, cash. That brings me up to 6-3, and three. Kyle to 6-3 and three on our lock of the weeks. Ryan 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. 500. Bringing down the percentage, but hey. Everybody's a winning gambler in the lock of the week so far. Can't complain. Let's keep it going this week, boys. Come on. I'm going to start us off with Rams, minus 2.5 at minus 123 versus the Vikings. I bought the half point. Both teams are on a short week. They both played on Monday and Tuesday night. However, Dalvin Cook might be a little tired, a little banged up. This is my philosophy Kirk Cousins is nothing without a solid run game. He rushed the ball 28 times on Monday Night Football. I like the Rams to come out and make a statement. Give me the Rams, minus two and a half. Let me start this off by saying I have been red hot in my lock of the weeks. So has Justin. Ryan's going to pick it up here. But we're rolling with the Cardinals as a pick versus the Colts. Yes, I know. I've been gassing up the Colts like crazy. However, I've been right about this team a lot lately. And I know that this is a letdown spot for them. I know that the Cardinals are coming off an embarrassing loss right before the playoffs. This is going to be a perfect tune-up game for the Cardinals. They need to find their footing playing a very hot Colts team. I love the Cardinals as a pick this week. And I'm trying to bring my record to 7-3. and three. I'm starting to think that Kyle might have a small obsession with the Colts. And or maybe he even more than, than, than the Eagles. That's That's... So I didn't want to say it, but boys, I don't think this. I don't oh, think we're Kirsten bringing it up Lawrence. enough. We just swept the lock of the weeks last week, and we called it. We told you guys we were gonna do it, and we delivered. But now, after sweeping the over the pond, and then a train to Florence to watch Fiorentina banging some goals, we're going back to over the pond, and we're staying in England, London Stadium. My West Ham Hammers. They're playing Southampton. Southampton on the road. They can see goals. Ultimately, I can see this game even being 2-1, 2-2. So if you want to risk it, take West Ham money line. But I think the best bet is West Ham team total over one and a half. Antonio and Ben Rama or Suchek are going to be the goal scorers in this game. Take it. And as always... Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. And happy holidays. Happy World Juniors from us here at Over the Border. Life's a gamble, so why not put some money on it?